uh, I, tonight I feel like that uh, I read a little something. Uh, there was a poly parent down in Texas that went in the house and found a whole roll of bologna. He ate the whole roll. There never was a fuller, more stuffed parrot in the world. He waddled outside, got up on the handle of the pump, the kind you had to prime to pump, and on the handle the parrot went to sleep. Suddenly he was awakened by a clap of thunder. He jumped up, flew off, and when he did, the handle of the pump flew up and hit him in the head, knocked him out, knocked out some feathers, knocked him down. That old parrot looked up and said, that just shows you that you shouldn't fly off the handle when you're full of baloney. <laughs> I like that, amen. That's about the way I feel tonight. I'm full of chicken. <laughs> but the Lord's been good all day, hasn't He? He sure has. If you would, please turn to Philippians. The book of Philippians, please. And uh, I believe I found what's wrong with, the, with America today. As I was reading the study, it hit me what uh, this chapter is talking about. But in Philippians chapter 3... Uh, if you allow me to, I'd just like to read a little while, beginning in verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, it's not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I am more. Circumcised the eighth day, as a stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering be made conformable unto His death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto the things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything, if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing, brethren. Be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as we have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, 
and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you just encourage our hearts and souls tonight in thy word. We love your word tonight as best we know how, Lord. And Lord, I want to love it more. And I appreciate just being able to read it more every day. And more understanding comes every day by the wooing of the Holy Spirit and his guidance. And I ask you to let him bless us tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I love these verses. Now, it's a wonderful thing. I've said this many times, and I really uh, I believe it because I've, I've done it myself, and that is to start all over again. You know, uh, it's a wonderful thing just to be able to start all over again. Uh, the unsaved, though, can't do that because the Bible says they're dead in their sins and trespasses. Only in Christ Jesus can any man start afresh and anew. Every one of us are sinners. Every one of us failed in some way or another. And every day I get up and start a brand new life for Christ. Just start over again. Here's what I'd like for you and I to see tonight. No matter how high we have gone, uh, there is always something higher for us. No matter how low we have fallen, it is always possible to make a new start. Paul said in verse 13 through 14, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I fall after, if that I may apprehend that for which I also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. In these three verses, Paul is telling us that a new start involves three things. Number one, it involves forgetting the things which are behind us. Verse 13 said, This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind one of the greatest barriers to making a new start is the horror of the past. Here's what we sometimes forget. One of the barriers of making a new start is our past, our past failures, or our past successes. You know, we hear a lot of people, I used to sing in the choir, I used to play an instrument in church, I used to lead the music. I was one time a pastor. I was, uh, it's always something in the past that they've done and they live in the past, their past successes. And a lot of people, all they can talk about is the failures in life, what they failed to do, and they live in their past failures. They constantly harass us until we are afraid to try anything new. Now, if we are to forget the things in our past and leave them behind us, verse 13 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth in those things which are before. One thing I've learned as a Christian, there can be no forgetting without forgiveness. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 15 said, That which hath been is now, and that which is he hath already been, and God requires that which is past. Now notice something. Paul was conscious of the many failures of sins in his life. The way he blasphemed the name of Christ, the way he persecuted the church of God, must have haunted Paul all the days of his life, night and day. Yet, 
there came a time in Paul's life that he owned up to his past sins and always confessed them. He entered into Christ's forgiveness and cleansing. Now, if we make a new start in our lives, then we must do the same thing. 1 John 1 9 says, Confess our sin. I believe this. If we'll confess our past sins, our sins that we've committed in the past, God said He put them behind us. He'll never look on them again. Why should we then? I like what one old preacher I was listening to. He said, I walked up to a man one day and he said, How are you doing today? He said, Under the circumstances, he said, What are you doing under there? And I like that. Amen? You ought not to be under the circumstances. Listen to me. Making a new start involves forgetting past successes. Verse 13 says, Forgetting those things which are behind. Paul is likened the Christian life as a race. There's one thing about a race, no matter what kind you're in. If you are to win the crown of victory, you cannot stop and take inventory of how uh, far you are ahead. Now, I know that y'all never have gambled and you never have played poker. But if, if you stop in the middle of a poker game and count your winning before you're finished, you're going to lose. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I just really don't. I don't think I've ever played poker in my life. But I've sat and watched a many one play it, and anybody that will take their mind off the game is going to lose. And it's just that simple. Only one thing is important in a race, and that's running as to win. I, I used to run a track, the 100-yard dash, and I never will forget it, running one time with a fellow, and he flew by me like I was tied. And I, I got to the end of the race, and I said, what makes a difference? How come you uh, finish the race? He said, I never run to the finish line. I run 25 yards past the finish line. Where they, when I get to the finish line, I'm going wide open past it. And I said, that's the winning attitude, amen? And uh, one of the most dangerous devices Satan has for showing us up is our Christian life is engaging our minds and hearts with memories of past successes. If we're going to live lives of holiness and victory, we must leave all that in the past by forsaking it and leaving it behind. I see so many discouraged Christians this day and time that talk about the churches they used to go to and the great things they used to do for the Lord and all the things in the past, and they live there. They're, they're locked into that era of their life in the past. You know what the Bible says? Let that alone. Leave it in the past. Uh, past successes. God is a God of the present. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2 and Psalm 95 and verse 7, he talks about in the present. When Sir Winston Churchill visited the United States during World War II, he was heard to say that if the past quarrels with the past, there can be no future. Now, <coughs> the point that he was making is this. We've got to accept the past as the thing we cannot alter and move on from there. To stay in quarrel with the past is to ruin the future. And that's exactly what's going on in our country right today and in people's lives today. All they want to do is talk about the past and quarrel with the past. And what about the future? I like what our president said last night or yesterday, I think. He said he's going to build some memorial to the people of the day, the people that's doing something now. Amen? 
And I think we ought to. Hey, there's people doing some great things right now. And we ought to put up some things to remember them by. No Christian, I suppose, ever had a more successful Christian life than Paul. But Paul knew if he allowed himself <coughs> to be preoccupied with the past, he wouldn't affect, it would affect his future. First, make sure our past sins are forgiven. Secondly, make sure our past successes are forsaken. Then, the new start involves foreseeing the things which are before us. Look at verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth in those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let me, let me give it to you in an illustration if I can. It happened to me just about two weeks ago. I got discouraged with this virus and everything going on in church attendance. And, and I talked to Ronnie Sr. quite a bit. Me and him conversed on the telephone quite a bit. And um, he said, what's wrong with you? I said, well, I'm just a little discouraged right now. The attendance and everything's going on. He said, Brother Stronda, you realize that right now you're preaching to more people than you have ever preached to in your life? I said, what are you talking about? He said, ever who got you on that iPod, did you know one of your sermons reached that it was 2,000 people uh, tuned into that one sermon that you have? And it's still going. And it's still they still listen to all those sermons and the iPod that Mary put up, but people listen to it. And I'm being able to preach to more people right now than I ever have preached to in my life. And I thought, man. Here I am worried about, you know, I walked in the hall back there a while ago uh, before church just by myself, and I thought of all the people that's been here to this church. This church used to be full every service. And I mean kids running all over the place in the back just filled up with young people and children and, and this auditorium filled. And, and, and I, you know, you look around and you see it, but what about the future? I never thought I'd use a cell phone that didn't do nothing but flip open. You know, and on a flip phone. I tell you, mine quit working. I took it down, going to get me a new one. And I went to a place to get one. And the man, I said, I want one just like this. He said, sir, let me put it this way. You need to take this one and put it in a frame somewhere and keep it. <laughs> he said, you're not going to get another one like this one, all right? And he, so he, I got one of these modern phones, you know. And I said, I never learned how to use that thing. And I can't. I can't. Y'all call me. So I get a tip. What is that thing? You go, ding, every once in a while. What is that about? It wakes me up in the middle of the night. Somebody said, that's somebody sending you a, a, a text message. I said, they might as well be sending it to the wind because I don't know how to get it off of it. Amen. I can't use that thing to save my but I'm learning. And I'm learning more every day how to use it and how to get things off of it. And, and, and I'm having a good time just enjoying it. What I'm saying is, if you stay in the past, you're locked into the past. You can't do nothing about the past. And I just lately, I said, you know, I want to learn some new things. I want to get involved in this new generation of learning new things. And I went out and bought me an iPad. I turned it on once. That's as far as I've got so far. 
But I'm learning. At least I can turn it on now. Amen. So I got one step. And so what I'm saying is we got to forget about the past. Forget about our failures. Forget about our successes. I want to do something now. I want to get something accomplished now. Listen. Reckoning forth unto those things which are before. Most people are afraid of the future. The days are filled with fears. But the Christian need not fear as long as Jesus is on the throne. We're to follow the things which are beyond us. Now look at verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. In one of the attempts to climb Mount Everest, Mallory and his friend made a final dash for the summit but failed. In 1953, they failed in spite of their tremendous determination and courage and the discipline of long-time training. Yet when one of his party returned to London and was given a lecture, he had on his platform a magnificent picture of Mount Everest. And as he turned and looked at it, he said to it, We have tried to conquer you and failed. We tried again, and you beat us. But we shall beat you, for you cannot go bigger, but we can. Amen. He looked at that mountain, and he said, That mountain can't go any bigger, but I can. I can try better. And it's the same way when it comes to the life of faith. We move from strength to strength, the Bible says. Forget about that mess in the past. I want to go on. Amen. And and you know what? I want... I said this the other night in a sermon, I think, but I just want one more. Just one more. Dr. Harold Seidler said one time, he got real discouraged. And on the way home, he told his wife, said, Honey, we didn't have anybody saved today. And he said he was real discouraged. Nobody came forward and got baptized. I'm talking about this big church he, he pastored now. You think about it for just a minute. He said, We didn't have anybody saved today. Nobody was baptized. Nobody came forward. And he said he drove on a little further. And he said, but we'll be back tonight. He said, we get one once in a while. And he said, we'll just keep on coming back, preaching the same old thing. Amen. You know what people are looking for today? They're looking for something new. They're looking for something different. There's no new thing on this book. Same old thing. And I want to just preach on, keep on going. And I want to see one more saved. Amen. Just one more for Christ Jesus. That's what it's about. That's the future. And you can't tell what's coming to happen. Lauren and his fiancée come to see me this morning at church. I love pastoring. I love to help people. I love to just be a pastor every once in a while. This morning was one of them. Uh, they fixing to get married. They've been going to one another with one another and they planning their wedding and everything. But she sat there for a few minutes. She said, but I want to get married now. And I, and I looked at him. He said, and I do too. But we can't have everybody we want to right now. I said, look, you ought to get married. Y'all been going with one another. And uh, they ought to get married. And they said, well, 
we want just a stand-up wedding right now, and when we can, then we want to invite all our friends to come. And I thought, man, that's a way to do it. Just keep going. Don't let this thing stop everything. And let's just do keep her living our life. Amen. And God will bless. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you bless everyone that's come. And Father, challenge us every day to live 